a lot of people joke and they say I'm like the translator that sits in the middle because I'm translating from one to another. And it does feel like that a lot of times when I'm having a conversation, the legal team and the privacy team want exactly the same thing as the marketing team. They just see different ways of getting there. And it is, it's just miscommunication and not understanding because everyone uses different terms. Now I wake up in the morning, I'm excited to figure out what's new. And I am the type of person that needs a constant challenge. After I sat for the CIPM, I realized that even though I passed with flying colors, I didn't really learn much. I read the book, I studied, I got done. And I was missing a little bit of that practical knowledge that I wanted. Are you ready to know what you don't know about Privacy Pros? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Privacy Pros Academy podcast by KZNT Privacy Experts. The podcast to launch, progress and excel your career as a Privacy Pro. Hear about the latest news and developments in the world of privacy. Discover fascinating insights from leading global privacy professionals. And hear real stories and top tips from the people who've been where you want to get to. We're an official IAPP training partner. We've trained people in over 137 countries and counties. So, whether you're thinking about starting a career in data privacy, or you're an experienced professional, this is the podcast for you. have an amazing guest with me today and today's guest is one of my favorite marketers in fact she's not just one of my favorite marketers she's one of the best at what she does in the world and that is none other than Siobhan Solberg. Siobhan is the protector of privacy and marketing she's a consultant and the founder of Raze she's also the host of an amazing podcast marketing unbeeped she stops privacy from messing with company growth, empowering marketing teams with the strategies they need to scale ethically, sustainably, and with respect for their customers. With over a decade in optimization and measurement, Chevron knows a thing or two about growth and created the course on personalization for CXL. She's also known to rock a stage and has shared her knowledge at conferences such as at Superweek, the Copywriter Club, delivering harsh truths with characteristic candor. When not pushing the boundaries of privacy and marketing, Siobhan loves to test her own physical limits and can often be found cold water swimming and training for her next iron person or building Lego because she finds that difficult but very satisfying. Siobhan, welcome to the Privacy Pros podcast. Thank you for having me, Jamal. It's a pleasure. It is an absolute pleasure. All right, Siobhan. You know, we always start off with an interesting question. Um, so if your last week was a song, what song would it be? Oh my, that's a good one. I knew there was going to be an icebreaker. I couldn't have guessed this one. What would my song be? I'll go with a really corny 80s ballad, Don't Stop Believing. And explain more about that. I've had a rough week that tested me a little bit, but in a good way. And I think um, sometimes just remembering and believing in yourself is what gets you through those weeks and they make you stronger. So yeah, I think I'll go with that song. Siobhan, you're great at marketing and now you have a interest in privacy as well. Uh, in fact, we've spent uh, almost four months together over the course of the last six months learning more about privacy. But I want to know, what piqued your interest in privacy? You know, privacy, it's a long journey, but it really ended up that uh, when in 2018 GDPR came into play, I was working a lot in um, 
technical marketing and data. Naturally, a lot of clients had questions. And because no one knows where to go with their questions, especially in the beginning, it was either the legal team or the people playing with their data. Considering I was one of the people playing with their data, that's who they went to. And me being me and always curious, the moment I get these questions, I started researching and looking into it. And it really piqued my interest. I think the fact that it spoke to this human right and the fact that like it it married well with my belief in ethics and sustainability and, and how to treat customers. I really dug a lot deeper and have just been building my knowledge and building my knowledge, which essentially ended up with me taking the course with you. And you, you speak about the intersection of privacy and, and marketing. And you said, you know, you're playing or people mess with people's uh, personal data. What was it about those two things coming together that was like, you know what, that's where I want to dedicate the next five, 10 years of my life and be great at? Yeah, I think that marketing depends a lot on data. And as marketers, um, we like to push our limits and, you know, get a little creepy a lot of times with the data, personal data that we have, especially back when I was in marketing. Um, it's obviously cleaned up a lot since. But because marketing is so dependent on data and there was a big hoo-ha about what are we going to be doing now that we can't be using personal data or collecting personal data the way we want to. So I felt like it was a nice intersection because I started thinking a lot about that specific problem and addressed it a lot. So now with my knowledge in privacy and the knowledge of data along with marketing, it put me into that unique position where I can say, well, I know we have this problem because I've been there. But this is also how we can address this problem, how we can solve this problem. And vice versa, I get to go to privacy and say, you know, great and everything, but maybe we need to be a little bit flexible here. Or maybe we need to consider how to market that better or how to sell that better. So it's a really lovely place to be because it matches my both interests. And it's also a really challenging place to be because it's still quite I don't want to say new because not new, right? We're in 2023. But I think especially for US clients and even my UK clients, they are still just grasping the idea of, oh, wait, we need to adjust things. And now with the US privacy laws, it's pushing that way even more. So it's a fun place to be. And I get to talk to marketers and analysts and, and data people, which I really enjoy. I love geeking out over data with analysts. And then I also get to talk to legal teams and, and, and bring them into the picture and, and also allow them to see that we want to learn this. It's just a matter of how maybe they're presenting it. That's also stopping us. Wow. Awesome. Sounds like you have a super uh, fun conversation. And you know, you have, you have a very unique uh, skill set and a very unique approach because marketing, most people that deal with marketing, they understand marketing, they understand the cookies, they understand the analytics, they understand how the data works and how to really drive that data to get results. Then the privacy will come in and say, well, from a legal point of view, we can't really do that. And uh, have you thought about complying with this? And have you ticked this box off? And have you completed this template? And yada, yada. And the marketing is like, those guys, forget about that. And then you've got legal in the corner of there, which is all about, hey, I'm here to protect the interest of the company. And uh, legally, you can't do this. I'm legal counsel. Go away. Right? But you've come in and you've kind of, you like the triangle uh, and bringing it together. You're like the center of um, all of those three things coming together, which is super powerful because you can speak to marketers uh, and be cool like them because he was a cool marketer and you understand their language. So you can have fun with them. You can go to privacy. You can speak the lingo with privacy. In fact, uh, you could probably educate uh, privacy on a thing or two. 
And you also understand the legal complications of that because of all of the efforts that you've been putting in and, and how much, you know, you've taken and have an interest in building that legal knowledge up as well. Why do you think that is such a powerful skill set to have? And how have you seen you overcoming challenges that maybe sometimes the privacy or legal on their own couldn't solve talking to marketing? I think there's a simple one word answer as to why that's so powerful. And it's enabling communication, right? It's all about communication. And ultimately, when various teams talk to each other, and that might include privacy, legal, and marketing, and they have communication and they understand each other, they'll end up realizing they're on the same page. A lot of people joke and they say, I'm like the translator that sits in the middle because I'm translating from one to another. And it does feel like that a lot of times when I'm having a conversation, the legal team and the privacy team want exactly the same thing as the marketing team. They just see different ways of getting there. And it is, it's just miscommunication and not understanding because everyone uses different terms. And naturally, we have egos. So it's harder for us to say, I don't understand. Please explain. It is easier to go to a consultant like me and say, she's going to be here and translate for us. Everyone's egos stay intact. Everyone's happy in their department. And I get to facilitate that conversation. Obviously, my goal is to leave, right? And have them all talking to each other. Because if privacy sits in with marketing from the beginning, if marketing includes them from the beginning, like there are so many less bottlenecks and they can get things done. You know, concerns can be raised quite quickly. You can address them. It's almost like a mini privacy by design project, right? If you come in at the beginning of the campaign as privacy, you can ask questions right away. That allows marketing to also try and fix the solution instead of going in at the very end when you're saying, I need your approval now. And the easiest thing to say is no, especially if you don't understand it. And no one's kidding when, you know, cookies, analytics, it stuff is not fun to understand. And it is not necessarily legal team's job to understand it. It's their job to understand the laws, right? But so this is a little bit where I have that sweet spot. And I don't understand everything in legal either. But what is nice is that I don't have that ego because I'm not invested in one specific department. So I can say, I'm not quite sure I understand you here, but let's talk this through. And it allows me this, you know, beautiful intersection there. That's great. And I love uh, how you're mentioning it's all about understanding the objectives because at the end of the day, even though they're different departments in the business, the company is still the same company. They will have the same overall objective. And as privacy professionals, um, one of the things that we, me and me and you both know is we need to understand what are the objectives of the other areas of the business and how can we go and support those, help them to do what they want to do, whilst we do that in a way that is ethical, in a way that is compliant, and in a way that is not going to risk the reputation of the business in a way that's not going to risk all of that trust that we've worked so hard to build up. And actually, it's going to help us to inspire more confidence so we can actually attract more clients uh, and customers and win more business. And it's when you become world-class product professional, you have the understanding, you have the ability to translate with marketing, with legal, with different other areas of the business, you really become truly valuable. And you've demonstrated that you can take that value to another level by adding that world-class expertise from your marketing analytics and cookies that legal will no way understand. It's all higgledy-piggledy. And when they go and speak to legal and they start regurgitating articles, it's a lot more higgledy-piggledy. So you've managed to make, um, you, you've got all of these crazy ingredients together and you managed to make an amazing dish and people just can't get enough of it. It's fun. I think it's essential though. I think ultimately privacy and the legal bit of things do have to start going out into the real world a little bit more. I feel that people need to understand what is regulating their data if they're working with their data 
you know, on a basic level. So yes, I work with clients and I go translate everything and I help them with their data structures and privacy elements. But really what I think I enjoy the most is like just educating and, and, and not just educating, but talking about it and, and talking to people at conferences, talking to people online, mentoring, you know, and, and showing that other side. I, I've talked to so many marketers now, my, my whole network, where they're starting to ask questions and they're starting to get answers from me who's trying to explain it in plain marketing terms and it allows them to really grasp it. And that's when you have these, everyone has these aha moments like, oh, that's what this is about. It's not actually trying to just shut me down. And, and that's where I like really thrive. I really get my pleasure from that, right? Because it allows them to see it. And that's when privacy will start winning. That's when the, our customers, ultimately users will start winning is when everyone starts thinking in on those terms. I agree, absolutely. Now, one of the things that uh, we, we love to often talk about is getting that balance right between the risk and the value to the business, not blocking, but actually enabling. Talk to us more about that, because that's something that you're super passionate about. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really passionate about, uh, you know, balancing risk. And I always ask people, like, what's your appetite for risk? And I think it, it really comes out of the organization, uh, what kind of balance they're going to strike. But I do think it's really important to find a balance because you don't want to stop a company from growing because I don't think ever anyone thought when they, you know, GDPR came out, they didn't think we're going to shut down businesses. They didn't think we're going to make it so hard that you can't make money. That was not their purpose. Um, and I think if we look at the principles of the GDPR and the overarching kind of message of the GDPR and apply that to how we run our business, We've already met so much. And then the little laws, you know, the, the this specific regulation, et cetera, can be addressed. But I think for a company, it's really helpful to look at the overall picture, the principles, the meaning of it, adjust themselves a little bit accordingly, which will not hinder growth. It's just going to make you ask those hard questions. It's going to start making you ask, what data do I really need to grow? You know, instead of collecting everything under the sun, which is the easiest thing to do and also the most satisfying thing to do, you start collecting what you actually need to make decisions off of. None of that has ever hindered your growth. You've just had to make that hard decision and think what you needed. Yeah, there's a balance. And sometimes you do need to look at the regulations and say, OK, I'm not so sure. Maybe I need to take a little risk here because I need to keep my business alive and growing. But I don't think you have to break the law to grow. It's a matter of, you know, dotting your I's and crossing your T's and making sure you're writing down your processes, you're really thinking about what it is you need and then finding that balance. But uh, no, I, I definitely don't agree with those that are, you know, privacy, privacy, privacy and nothing else. I, I really think that it is essential for a, a business to grow. And if the businesses don't grow, then we don't have any personal data we're going to collect and take advantage of anyway. So, you know... It's it's a it's a tough one. I know that a lot of people don't agree with me, but I would say is respect your user, respect their data, and make sure you still can make money. Great, I love that. And for any for, and if you're listening, hundred percent, do not break the law. We never encourage anyone to break any laws. We should be compliant with rule laws. And she wasn't about saying, hey, break the law or allow business to break the law or bendy or go into the gray area. What she wanted is saying is. If you're going to come to a business with a templated approach and you're going to say, this is the template uh, I bought online or I've created or someone's given me in some random training I've done, and this is 
the truth. This is the one way, the only way, uh, and the way we're going to do everything. And I do this everywhere, and I've done this for the last 30 years in all companies. That's not going to work. Every single business is unique. Every single business is uh, different. Every single business has their own unique way of doing it. So you need to take those templates, rip them up, shred them in the bin, uh, and never think about them again. Because you're doing not just yourself a disservice, not just the entire industry a disservice, but you're doing your employer or your client, the one who's paying your bills, the one who's funding you to have the lifestyle that you want, that's funding you to feed your family, that's funding you to take care of yourself. You're doing them a massive disservice because you're stopping them from growing. You're stopping them from thriving. Not because it's the right thing to do, but because in your mind, you think that's the only way of doing things. And you're absolutely wrong, right? This is the one thing that makes me mad the most is when clients get on the phone to me and say, hey, our internal uh, DPO or has said this. Um, you heard you speak about something different in the past. Can you have a look at it? It's because they take this very narrow tunnel vision approach and they forget about the pragmatic picture. And you're absolutely right, Shiva. Privacy absolutists get on my nerves a little bit. Because the, we, we live in a real world. We have real challenges. Not every single business is in a position to be absolute. Yes, we should work towards that. But we have to come in with that pragmatic point of view. And we have to meet the business. We have to meet the different areas of the business where they are. Educate them kindly. Empower them. And then start moving in the right direction. And along the way, we're not going to get everything right 100% of the time. But even the law doesn't require you to get everything right 100% of the time. It requires you to take reasonable measures on a balance of probabilities. And so this pragmatic approach where you say we have to understand where they are, what their objectives are, and we have to understand what the law says and come up with a pragmatic solution in the middle, I am 100% all for that. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's so important to just look at the unique situation from everywhere. Um, and uh, But, you know, everyone needs to start somewhere. So if a template helps you understand, that's great. But then you need to start looking at the business and say, now, how do I need to adjust that? How do I need to make, you know, what do I need to consider? Everyone has a, a you know, I started with templates. I remember you showing us some templates and I've learned over the time to adjust them and, and make them work for me or have them as a guide to make them work for various clients and companies. So they're not bad, but they're really, and they're a really great learning tool and they're a really great way to step into the business. But yes, you need to look at every situation as its unique situation. And I don't think you could have said it better. Thank you. And, and just on the note of templates, look, I'm not saying that templates don't work and you shouldn't use templates. I'm saying you should have frameworks. The template there is a tool. It's an idea. It's a guide. You take that tool, you take the idea, you take that guide, and then you develop it. You, you see how much of it matches what you need to do, how much of it doesn't. And then you build up your own toolkit, just a bit like Siobhan has been doing. And we'll get into the program in a minute, Siobhan. One of the things you mentioned was respect for user, respect for the data subject, respect for everything that you do. And you also mentioned the word ethics earlier. I want to ask you a question. As a marketer, let's put your mark in your hands now and then balance that with your privacy you have. Can ad tech ever be ethical? Oh, that's a good one. Marketers will kill me if I say no. But I think that's probably the truth. Meaning ad tech, the way most people think of ad tech, I don't think can be ethical. I think there are people trying very hard to find ways around it that would serve the same solution, let's say, in a more ethical way. And there are ways you can be compliant. I think the industry 
got into uh, dug themselves into a pretty nasty hole, and um, everyone thinks of it as very unethical. Uh, what they do is not good, and they're trying to take advantage, and they're spamming you. But ultimately, the concept, the whole idea of ad tech and what it really does, it can be ethical and it can be also good. So if you take that away from the reputation that they have, I think it is possible, but it needs work. It needs work. I think mostly it needs a change of mindset um, within that industry for it to get there. And what do you think needs to happen for us to see that huge shift in mindset? I think it's probably slowly happening. There are um, a couple of people and companies who are trying to reinvent the wheel, let's say, um, and they have shifted that mindset a bit. And also with all the privacy laws everywhere in the world coming into play, it's it's sort of forcing a hand, right? It's saying that things aren't okay and they're going to need to be taken a look at. And there's always go- there are always going to be people trying to find a way around it, right? Find that loophole or whatever. But I think because privacy and privacy laws are becoming so prevalent everywhere, they don't have a choice anymore to really start looking at that. And that's going to force a, a mindset shift. It, it's being forced externally by regulation and slowly they'll adjust. And I would dare, I, I dare say that the way ad tech feels is the way marketing feels. I think that they tend to lump themselves together and, and marketing feels that their hands are tied in the same way. And you can see a lot of marketers now trying to make adjustments in how they think about things and and re, and really just get away from being that lazy marketer that it allowed us to be because everything was just being done. We didn't really have to think much to do it. And because there was no, no regulation. And now suddenly we have to think again, like what's important? How are we talking to our customers? What's the voice? You know, what do they really want? User interviews. So we have to get back down to the foundations of marketing. And I personally think that this is a really great thing for marketing and the ad tech industry, that we have to think again, what was our original purpose? What are the foundations and how can we move through with that while staying compliant? I, I completely agree. And you know, I'm so happy. I'm so pleased that we have someone like you there, one of the influencers, thought leaders of all of that brilliant marketing stuff, actually saying, hey, we need to really have another think about what we're doing here. We need to think about the bigger picture. It's not about, hey, how many leads can we target today with this data that we have? It's how many of these people's trust can we uh, cultivate so that we have them for the longer term, we can learn from them, and they don't all start turning all of their cookies off and saying they want nothing to do with us ever again. Because this, that's what we're going to see, unfortunately, is if marketers don't get things right, People will just find ways of saying, hey, I don't want to give shit any of my data. And we don't want that either, right? Because when I go online, when, when, when I'm getting adverts, when I'm seeing things, I want those things to be customized to me. I want to see things that I would be interested in. But at the same time, I want my experience of how I experience the internet world or the um, online digital world. I want to have freedom for that. I don't want someone to decide for me what the reality of my digital world is going to be like. Because the more time we spend in the digital world, the more and more what is really out there is being shaped by the cookies that we've left behind. Yeah. Right? So that's what scares me. Uh, and that's what, what also uh, makes me so happy to know that we've got people like you making sure that you're doing the right thing by people. Because we want people to make sure that they have the freedom uh, over their experience of the world. And when it comes to cookies, when it comes to the spending of things online, when it comes to someone's online reality, which then is going to internalize in their mind and present themselves back in the physical reality, in the real world, 
it could all become very, very skewed. And we've seen things like Cambridge Analytica and other things that I'm not going to get into in this podcast, which have had a massive impact on the way it's shaped society, democracy, and the kind of things it's led on to. Definitely, 100%. Um, it's an interesting space because it's it's in the privacy space that is just starting to shift. And it's really interesting to watch. And anyone who's in privacy, if they want something entertaining and interesting and exciting to watch within privacy, that is definitely one of them, right? I mean, there's also the whole concept of AI. That's obviously also an exciting space to watch. But um, that space that's developing because of the, com- the rules and the regulation and the way it's changing. And there's also a lot of influence you can still have in the solution, which is a great space for some people who want to innovate more. Thank you for sharing, Siobhan. And please keep doing everything you're doing to advocate for privacy and for ethical use of cookies. And when we are actually out there experiencing the digital world, we want to make sure we enjoy that freedom as much as possible. Everyone, make sure after, the, after you listen to this, if you're listening right now, reach out to Siobhan, drop her a message and say thank you for everything you're doing for us because she's making a massive impact. And when you see the influence that she has, when you see how much respect she has in her industry, you can see that the moment she speaks at a, a, an event, the moment she goes on a podcast, the moment she drops an article, she is really influencing people to make positive changes. And I've seen this firsthand. Uh, so Siobhan, on behalf of humanity, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Okay. I want to go um, and take a deep dive into some of your thoughts and recollections and experiences of your time at the Privacy Pros Academy. So you reached out to me sometime last year. I can't remember exactly when. And I have no idea how you got my phone number. You dropped me a message on my WhatsApp. Everyone else just messages you on LinkedIn. Um, so that was fascinating first to begin with. But what led you to yeah, what led you to the Privacy Pros Academy? So I'd already sat for my CIPM and I was already consulting quite a bit um, in privacy, more as a marketing consultant with some knowledge in privacy. So mostly US clients, et cetera, that were saying, you know, we wanted to just get second thoughts past, you know, other than legal. I realized that after I sat for the CIPM, I realized that even though I passed with flying colors, I didn't really learn much. I read the book, I studied, I got done. And I was missing a little bit of that practical knowledge that I wanted. I also, so I was kind of contemplating, do I go to into an, you know, uh, a consultancy or something and work uh, in the privacy field? Or do I find a more mentorship type of course situation where I get some more practical knowledge? And I've decided I didn't want to go back into the workforce. It's very hard to go back into the workforce when you've run your own company and been your own boss forever. So I started looking around, trying to find someone who would give me some more practical knowledge. And there were a couple of people that came up. I reached out to everyone and ultimately decided after a conversation with you that that was the best fit. So that's sort of how I got there because I just needed to get some, it's not hands-on, right? But I needed to get more practical knowledge. And it's really, I'm not someone who believes that just passing a test or just knowing how to recite the articles is going to get you anywhere. I don't think there is value in that. I think the value is in having done Europa, having understood what a privacy policy really needs to have, or privacy notice rather, um, you know, a, a more hands-on and, and, and relatable experience examples. That was really important to me. So that's how I found you. Okay, great. And before you started searching for a solution, before you came across us, what was what were you kind of trying to do on your own and what were your, some of your frustrations uh, from those attempts? I wasn't actually trying anything at the 
point, at that point, I realized there was a need for somebody with my skill set to have an understanding of privacy. And my clients pretty much demanded it at that point. So I, I was very lucky to have clients who had an extreme interest in getting things right. But they were small enough that they couldn't like hire a DPO, let's say. And that obviously got me to the CIPM. And then after the CIPM, a lot more people started reaching out to me with privacy questions. And then there were a lot of I've said Google Analytics cases coming up. Oh, Google Analytics is illegal, it's banned, et cetera, which it isn't, but it's okay. Um, questions like this were coming up, obviously, in my day-to-day, because this is what I worked with. I've worked with data. I've worked uh, you know, with marketing teams. So I started realizing I needed to have an understanding. And those questions after my CIPM became more intense, more, what do we do here? Do we have to adjust our privacy notice? What do we have to do? How are the opt-outs work? What's soft opt-in? What can we do? What's the... So I realized I needed a little bit more than just a CIPM. It was a, you know, it wasn't data management at that point. It wasn't data protection management. It was really hands-on. And that was really my frustration. I couldn't answer those questions. And when you went online, you have a lot of contradicting information, which is a bit surprising, but you essentially have everyone pushing their own product and making up their own interpretation. And, and that was frustrating me because I needed to get to the point where I had an understanding. I had actually signed up to take the CIPPE before I reached out to you. Uh, so I was already signed up to take it. I realized I needed that knowledge. I just also know myself well enough to know that I needed something a little bit more practical. And, and that's really what drove me to, to get to you, that frustration of like meeting client demand. So essentially, you wanted to be more valuable to the clients, the people you were serving. Um, they was more demanding of you. They was asking you questions and you didn't feel equipped to be able to answer those in a way where you had confidence in yourself that, yes, this is the right answer and I'm doing justice uh, by giving this answer. So you burn on a quest to empower yourself, educate yourself so you can actually come back more valuable to the clients and say, yes, I can help you with that. I can help you with that. I can actually help you with that too now. Uh, so they get the answers that they need to meet their objectives whilst doing it in a way that's actually compliant and in keeping with trusting the user, trusting uh, and creating that trust and confidence. And before you found came across us, um, you were searching online, you came across lots of different articles, guides, stuff, and you read something and you said one thing and you read something and you read another thing. And then there must have been other stuff that you've read, which uh, everyone always tells me about, and they had no idea how credible something was or wasn't. And it, in fact, overwhelms you and makes you even more confused than when you first started. And all you wanted was that clarity so you can be confident and be credible in front of your clients. Does that sound about okay. right? That's exactly right. So you joined the program. We spent an amazing time together, uh, as well as um, some of the other people on, on, on our cohort. Shout out to Samuel, shout out to Aya, shout out yeah. to Alberta, and of course, Sylvester with his new bundle of joy. What results did you achieve uh, over your time on the program? It was quite interesting because the very beginning of the program obviously focused a lot more on mindset and how we have to approach things, which even though it's something I've always been really interested in, was really nice to review. And it was really nice to also hear a different take on it. And it immediately changed a few things on how I viewed things. And it also allowed me to find the clarity in where I wanted to go with privacy. Because, you know, even before you, I was unsure. And, and, and you know, we've had these conversations. I've had these conversations with my, uh, with my little core group about, should I try to get a position somewhere? Should I go back to school? Should I, you know, there were so many should I's. And that allowed me the clarity to really first focus and hone in on where I wanted to be. Uh, and that was the big first win that I had. And then going through everything that involves a CIPBE, but, you know, not just studying 
the articles. It was really digging into cases, getting examples from you, listening to you know interviews with people and understanding what data they are processing or not, reviewing and analyzing privacy notices. What did we like? What did we not like? All of this kind of work, what it did for me really is just build my confidence. And it was one of those unique situations where you never felt like you didn't actually know it. That's not true. When it came to the employment stuff, I didn't know it because I had no interest in ever learning it. But it was more this case of I took information I knew and I grasped it in a whole nother way. I ingrained it in myself and I got to work through examples that allowed me to process my thoughts about things. And I would say, you know, this is a very safe space, which was really nice. So I would question things. I would give suggestions and I would have a group of six people say, oh, that's a good idea. Actually, no, not that. And, and people challenging me. And, and that was really great. I think that really allowed me to take my knowledge of the GDPR to a whole nother level and, and of the requirements ultimately. And by the end, uh, you know, I, I had, I, I started gaining clients during the course, uh, you know, about this. And I started working a lot more on the privacy front of things. I have within that course kind of transitioned from being a marketing consultant to a privacy consultant who happens to also own a marketing agency. So it's kind of that transition happened. And now I really work mostly privacy. So it's mostly I work with DPOs, right? And I get to help them with the privacy element because I got that confidence from the course, but also bring in all that marketing and data expertise that that they need because they don't necessarily have it. Um, so there are a lot of wins for me there. And I, and I do have to say, though, my biggest win would probably be the core group. That is something else. I mean, everyone in that group, Batsy, Ayas, you know, Sylvester, Sumo, everyone, it was just like, we formed such a close bond and we didn't fear challenging each other and asking each other questions and learning from each other. And I think that that has done so much in that learning journey that uh, you facilitated. You have some amazing uh, results, and it's, it's, it's all credit due to you because, and every single one of you uh, who come to join the inquiry because it's you that actually puts the effort in. It's you that shows up. It's you that goes away and does the work. Uh, and I just do the guiding. It's really, uh, I'm, I'm so happy to hear and for you to be able to share it with everyone, and not even share it with me personally, uh, about how much success you've had in your career. But I want to ask you, you've had career success, but what kind of an impact has that had on your life? How has your life improved as a result? For me, in my personal life, it's just given me a little bit more clarity. I am a marketer by accident. I'm a data person by accident. I did not go to school for any of this. I was a professional musician for years. It was all accidental. And when you fall into a career, what happens is it, it means it chose you. You never chose it. And there are, are bits of marketing and data that I love. But I didn't know that it was not something I wanted to necessarily pursue. My marketing agency is something I love because I, I like the managing bit of things. So that is really nice. And I like the client interactions and those challenges. And privacy was something I chose, which for me is 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 really rewarding. It, now I wake up in the morning, I'm excited to figure out what's new. And I am the type of person that needs a constant challenge, that wants nothing to be like, I want my life, my personal life to be very routine. I wake up at the same time every morning. But I want my work life to be non-routine at all. I don't want to be doing the same thing over and over again. I want to have a general framework for things and then work with that and get challenged and pushed. And privacy, especially right now, because things are changing so quickly and new laws are being implemented so quickly, that that 
that gives me that and that gives me the satisfaction of going through my birthday every day. So I love that. And th this is one of the things I love most about what I do as well. It's very fascinating. No two days are the same. Uh, and even if you're doing the same kind of work, because I mean, look, there, there is not, there is a finite amount of challenges or solutions that we, we we're currently working on right now. But no two businesses are the same. No stakeholders are the same. Uh, no way of doing things are the same. So it's, it's always so much fun. It's always a, a great challenge to see, okay, how can we help them overcome the challenges today? And what I love most is working with internal DPOs uh, and internal uh, legal counsel because they have this very skewed way of looking at it. And they, 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 they take that, you know, I've been over there for the last 5, 10, 15 years and is these consultants who haven't even been to law school coming and they think they're going to teach us a thing or two. Uh, and then you go in and usually in the first meeting, they're a little bit like this because it's it's not them that hires me in. Like it's never them that hires me in. It's always marketing. It's always ops. It's always products. It's always a different area of the business that brings me in. So they're like, well, we're here. Why do, why do you need these guys? Uh, and we go in and we listen uh, and we start asking them questions. We try to, we, we, we get their buy-in. And usually by the second meeting, they're wanting to uh, have coffee. And it's like, whoa, where did that come from? It's because, firstly, they feel like they're being undermined by us coming in uh, when it's their role to do those things. And then secondly, they also feel a little bit threatened because they know they've been a bit stagnant where they are. And they know that consultants, uh, especially when someone, people look up my LinkedIn profile, they get a little bit intimidated and think, I'm coming in to show them up or I'm coming in to undermine them and they feel a little bit under threat. But the moment I start speaking, they're showing that I'm here to understand and I'm here to make sure that the business, the rest of the business understands what their concerns are and I'm going to facilitate that a little bit like what you said, translate that, you become very popular. But it's not about popular, it's about seeing that you can actually help this business who couldn't see eye to eye, the departments couldn't have conversation. You're now bringing them all together and they're having great fun talking about it. They're laughing, they're, they're, they're cheerful and they're all looking forward to the future and they're coming up with some great ideas these, these ideas are going to benefit the company, it's going to benefit the people who use them. Sometimes it even has a great benefit on society. And it's all because you've managed to understand them so that they can understand you, bring them all together and really thrive. And that's one of the things that you've been sharing with me that you've been doing very well during the program and um, from when you've raised the program now. So one of the other things I want to ask you about is during the program, what did you find um, most challenging and how did you overcome it? I think being open to it for me personally was most challenging. Having already a, a really solid career, like everyone else in the group, so I'm not quite sure why it held me back. And I was be a bit hesitant going into a group which of what I thought were going to be a bunch of privacy professionals, which they were. They're all great privacy professionals in their own right. I think it made me a bit hesitant that I was going to be in this like lawyer speak group. And I'm not a lawyer by any means. And and that is, I think I just came at it from a different angle. And that was a challenge for me in the beginning. And I definitely, I think, it, I definitely shut down a bit in the beginning. It didn't participate as much as I should have. That very quickly, within a few weeks, changed and just flipped the other way when I started realizing that everyone else in the group was just also so eager to get my take on things and that not everyone in the group was a lawyer. And it was so interesting also to get their take on things. So once you realize that everyone's just there to support each other, I think then it was fine. So really it was about, you know, my where my head was at. That was probably the hardest to get into. And I think that is probably the hardest for a lot of people going into privacy if they're not lawyers, is that hesitancy. And, and there are a lot of people that have reached out to me 
um, especially within the analytics community, or like we'd like to get into privacy, but we're not a lawyer, we're not this. And I, I think there's still this conception that uh, people need to be lawyers to be in privacy. And I, I'm happy to be out there not being a lawyer in privacy. And I think that it's actually privacy will really benefit from getting people from various industries into the space and getting an understanding of it because they'll be able to help with all the new things that are happening as well. Okay, great. And all of the um, value that you got through the program, all of the things that you learned, all of the confidence and clarity that you gained, how do you think that's going to help you over the next year? I think it's just going to catapult me into um, into where I need I want to be. I'm already in a really good space. I have made some really great gains. I I work with amazing clients and amazing DPOs who really take that challenge of having a consultant come in and grab it by the horns and just and just go for the ride. It's it's been an amazing journey with some amazing clients. I'm really hoping that this will now push me into the next level of also how I think about privacy and allow me some space and and confidence to to develop some of my own thoughts around some things. Um, until now, it's been very much taking in a lot of learning and, and taking in a lot of what everyone else has to say. And I'm getting to that point now where I want to start voicing my own opinions a little bit more, and I want to develop my own thoughts a little bit more. Not because I think I'm so great, but it's, I think it's mostly because I think there is some value there coming from a different industry to to put those thoughts out there. And and if if for nothing else, to challenge someone else in their beliefs and for others to challenge me and for me to grow further. So that's where I'm headed. I'm also going back to school. I am going to get a law degree, well, an LLM. That's going to be a big step in my journey, but uh, it's a part-time degree, so it's fine. I can still work. So there's a lot of exciting things happening. And I do think that taking the course, getting my certifications and having the knowledge I have now has given me the confidence to take this to a level that I didn't think I would and that I'm very excited to be going to. Next question. In what area do you think you got the most value? I think it's really with the practical things and and the way that you challenged us to really deep dive. Um, You gave really great examples. You gave us, uh, you know, stuff to work with, uh, interviews to work with, whatever it might be, and expecting us to do the work and then talking about the work we did. It wasn't just, here's your homework. It was, here's your homework, and then you're going to be prepared to talk a whole class about your homework and the challenges and and what was. And I think that was really, for me, the, it had the most value because not only was I learning how to do the work or how to analyze a privacy notice or how to, you know, do a DPIA, it was about hearing how five other people in the group were doing the same thing. And that was priceless because it opened you up to, you told us how you did it, then we came and did it our way. And then suddenly you have all these different ways that you can think about something. And there are definitely elements. And then I look at my notes, I'm like, oh, Jamal does this way. I like this way. And then I'm like, Oh, Batsy did this. I like this part. Like there are notes in there. It has everyone's name there too. Like I could do a whole book on the credits, you know, it's just, it, it's just someone else had another way of approaching that, uh, something that I didn't realize um, or I didn't think of. And that ultimately has become part of my process. And I think that was probably the biggest value going through those experiences together and, and doing the work and then learning from each other and everyone else's experiences through that work. Yeah, I agree. I, I I take every opportunity to learn from other people as much as I can because my experience is limited to my experience of what I've done, my vision of the world, my upbringing, my environment. Someone else is going to come in with different industry experience, different cultural background, different ways of looking at things, different training. 
and someone else will come in and someone else will come in. And that's one of the reasons why I really created those privacy pros communities. Uh, the one with the Elise on Signal and also the ones where we're all actually learning and growing. How helpful and beneficial have you, f- have you found being in those communities? I think that they're quite helpful and they're each in their own way. So I'm in a few of them because I have, the, of course, the Accelerator community, which is a lot more friendly and, and poking fun at each other and pushing each other a little bit more. And then there's everything in between. And then there's the Signal community of all, you know, the, the pros of the pros kind of thing the privacy legends, where you learn a lot and, and you get to also challenge each other's thoughts, but in different ways. So there are some of the communities I learn more, I speak a little less. And then there are some of the communities where you get to be a little bit more of a mentor and you get to help a little bit more. So I think they each serve their part. And I think all of them are quite important in someone's journey, regardless of where you are and regardless how good you are and how far into your journey you are, because they all enable us to still learn from each other and ask for feedback and, and and build a, a support around um, you that's essential. All right. Last question for uh, I give you an opportunity to ask me a question is if someone's listening uh, to the podcast right now and they're thinking about joining the program and a little bit on the fence, what would you say to them? I would ask them to reflect on why they are on the fence. And if they're on the fence because there is some fear or they're scared or their head's getting in the way, then to jump and do it because that's exactly what they need to get over it. If they're scared for reasons like, is this going to make me pass my CIPPE, then I don't think you're really in the right position to be going into the course because the course is about so much more. But for most people, I think it's fear that's holding them back. And if you can overcome that, then just go because this will just, it'll build your confidence and you'll overcome that fear. And by week two, you'll wonder what you were thinking about, even thinking about not going to the course. Awesome. Thank you. So I'm going to let that uh, sit. Now, I... Finally, you have the opportunity to ask me a question, just like what I guess do. No, but I'd love to know um, what your big plans are for the next year. Like, is there a big one that all of us are going to be excited about? You don't have to tell us. You can just tease it. I I do have some really big plans for next year. Um, I'm basically trying to outsource or or hire people in, not outsource, like outsource, delegate a lot of the stuff that keeps me busy from producing more educational content more educational resources, more educational guides. So I'm working really hard right now on building a high-impact, high, 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 impact, high performance team, a very close-knit team, that can come and absorb a lot of the stuff that I do behind the scenes that no one sees. So then they frees me up to create more of those easy-peasy resources and guides because that's what I love to do, and that's where I'm really bringing value to people. And when I do manage to get to create something, people love it, and they always ask me for more. And there's this thing we're working on right now, the Data Protection Impact Assessment Guide, People have been asking me about that for a long time. So I've put something together. It, it's gone out for feedback. And the feedback that has come back has been absolutely amazing. Uh, so I'm thinking, you know, th- this, this didn't take me a long time, but I had the ability to focus and come up with it. Uh, and then I wanted to actually do um, some recorded trainings and then create a live training for it. But I don't want to just do that for data protection impact systems. I want to do that for ropers. I want to do that for subject access rights. I want to do that for privacy notices. I want to do that for... Uh, understanding how to identify what's the appropriate lawful basis. I didn't realize so many privacy professionals actually struggle with identifying the appropriate lawful basis by having that holistic approach rather than just thinking, ah, that will do. Well, that sounds about right without thinking how of the impact that's going to have when they make that mm-hmm. choice and how that's going to impact the rights and how that might lead me or restrict the business as well. So there's so many areas that I can explore and I just want to make things easy peasy so it becomes easier for privacy pros to really thrive at their roles 
Because when privacy pros do it in their roles, it means that the people whose data that we're looking after, the custodians that we are of that trust, is actually being upheld. And we move closer to our goal, closer to our vision, making sure that every woman, every man, and every child on this planet has control and freedom over their personal information, wherever they are. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. Sounds exciting. I'm going to bring you in. So <laughs> I'm going to bring you in. I'm going to ask you for your views. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've really enjoyed working with you uh, over the time that we've been on the program. Uh, the conversations that we've had are great. You bring so much insights into it from your perspective, from your journey in life, from your journey in your career, from that huge amount of knowledge that you have from that technical side. It, it's great when I see your contributions in the community and I know we're all learning from each other. So it's been an absolute pleasure uh, getting to know you. And I look forward to extending that relationship as we progress and we do some amazing things together. Siobhan, it's been an absolutely amazing podcast. We spoke about the intersection of privacy and marketing. We spoke about ethics. We spoke about having that risk. We spoke about balancing the risks of being able to actually allow the business to do what they want to do. I don't know if we slated lawyers who want to take the template approach or not. Uh, it feels a little bit like we did, but hey, if you're listening and you took that to offense, then don't get mad at me and don't get mad at Siobhan. Get mad that you've been stuck doing things that way. And when you want to break out of that uh, uh, and you want some help and some guidance, we've got a whole community. I'm here, Siobhan's here. There's hundreds of us across the world in our community that are ready to extend our hand and welcome you in. And we'd love to help you. We'd love to work with you. We'd love to learn from you because there's so many things we can learn from you as well. Uh, and so it's a collaborative approach. So I welcome all of you that are listening to reach out, message me, um, don't WhatsApp me like she wanted. I still don't know how she got my number. But uh, re reach out to me on LinkedIn, so drop us an email, and let's have a chat. Uh, you don't have to sign up to anything. You can just have a chat and we can say, hey, uh, how can you help me? Or this is where I'm stuck in my career. This is where I'm frustrated. What would you recommend I do? And for anyone who has already been speaking to me on LinkedIn, you can see that I'm always sharing resources that I've created. I'm always asking you for stuff. And I'm, oftentimes when people give out stuff, they ask you for your email address. Like you, you don't might not pay with dollars, but you pay with data, right? I don't even ask you for that. So feel free to reach out. I am genuinely here to help. And I want to see every single person do it. Siobhan, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Thank you so much. Are there any last words you'd love to leave uh, the Privacy Pros listeners with? No, other than, you know, thank you, Jamal, for really pushing me through to where I am now. I couldn't have done it without you. And the only thing I will leave everyone with is don't forget how valuable a good mentor can be at any point in your career. Thanks again for having me. It's been an immense pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, like, and share so you're notified when a new episode is released. Remember to join the Privacy Pros Academy Facebook group where we answer your questions. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're leaving with some great things that will add value on your journey as a world-class privacy pro. Please leave us a four or five-star review. And if you'd like to appear on a future episode of our podcast, or have a suggestion for a topic you'd like to hear more about, please send an email to team at kzient.co.uk. Until next time, peace be with you.